Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. Thank you to all those fine sponsors. And uh, we go out to Midway High School right now. Shane Anderson joining us. And uh, Shane, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, I know this realignment is always exciting and interesting to find out. You like gathering with other coaches and administrators. And then, of course, it happens during uh, a weather event. <laughs> did you uh, were you able to at least be at the the office and, and how did uh, was it a little different experience this time around? Well, it was definitely a different experience. Uh, we were <laughs> you know not able to get to the office uh, you know last Thursday morning, so mm-hmm. you know, I was here with the wife and kids at home with a with a cup of coffee, just anxiously <laughs> awaiting you know that uh, nine o'clock hour, and then uh, you know it hit, and then the the, the UIL website wouldn't refresh and. <laughs> wouldn't come up and you know the first I saw of our new realignment our new district was on the TV uh Dave Campbell's had their show on and they were they were running it at the bottom and and it, and it popped up there first you know about 902 so that's when I first saw it but it was definitely different not being at the service center with all the coaches yeah and and as you started to, you finally saw it come across and started to digest what this was going to look like what were your initial uh, what was your initial reaction? Any, what was the, what was maybe the one or two that surprised you the most? Was there anything in, in your district and had you been, you know, a lot of times y'all kind of have a feeling which way this is leaning or which way this is headed. Were there any surprises to you as you, uh, as you kind of found out who you're going to be playing over these next couple of years? You know, no surprises. You know, we, uh, we had heard rumblings that we were going to head back South and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, nobody's a dummy. Uh, we've been in a very, very tough league the last couple of years with, with Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, and the Mansfields and Waxahachie. And you know, it's it's been a, it's been a tough road to go for the for the Midway Panthers after winning 12 district championships in a row. And so we had heard we were probably going back south. We were you know hopeful for that, uh, not taking anything away from those guys south of us and the guys that we're in where we're now. But you know, it's not a it's not Duncanville and DeSoto. And so uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, it wasn't really any surprises. And, and obviously it was kind of, you know, back with some familiar foes and some guys that we've been playing, you know, when I was here as a defensive coordinator, uh, you know, back seven, eight years ago. Yeah, well, I, I, I look at it and, I, and the thing with Temple is a lot of fun. Obviously another uh, great program with wonderful history. I, I just think it's better for the fan bases. You know, I, I, you're, you, to, to travel to it, to experience that, to have the kind of the, the fun rivalries, it feels, this district feels more organic in the way things are supposed to be. Do you sense that from your, your, your fan base and, and boosters and that kind of thing? Do you already sense some excitement from them? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, you're right on there uh, with some, with some uh, you know, like I said, familiar teams and, and teams that our kids grow up playing junior high against. And, you know, our, our kids grow up playing uh, junior high against the Temple schools and the, and the Belton schools and the, and the Copper's Cove schools. So there's some familiarity there. But I think you hit it uh, with the travel part. You know, our uh, our average travel in that old district 
are in the district that we're currently in now, uh, you know, is is 90 to 100 miles. And so in this district, it's, it's closer to, to 70 miles, you know, with Brian being probably the furthest one out. Uh, but, you know, I think the biggest thing people have to look at is, is the, 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 the enrollment numbers and the, the level playing field. In this district that we just got put in with Temple, Harker Heights, Coppers Cove, uh, Hutto, Pflugerville, Weiss, and Bryan, we're the biggest school in the district with, with 2,557 kids. And then, the, you know, the smallest school has 24, 2380. And so – the, the you know the the the, the comparison and that we're all within two three hundred kids of each other, and that's that's fair. Uh, you know we're going up there playing Duncanville, who has five thousand kids to our twenty five hundred, and I told somebody there's not even that big a difference between three A and five A, and so you know we we feel we feel like you know we're we're in something better suited for us, and, and the competition level is going to be great every Friday night. Yeah, it's going to be uh, fun. Shane Anderson joining us, Midway uh, head football coach. This non-district uh, schedule—that's always an interesting part of this too. A lot of times, when you're gathered with different coaches from the region and that kind of thing, you can make these things happen pretty quickly. I, I noticed coaches were out there, boy, telling some of their friends in the media, putting it on Twitter. Uh, were, were your did you have enough kind of already on the table that it came together pretty quickly? What was your uh, how was it kind of finalizing the the non-district portion of the schedule? Well, I got pretty fortunate with that. You know, we, uh, we we opened up with Mansfield, who was in the district that we were previously in. And so Coach George and I, we had talked. And, you know, we were pretty mm-hmm. sure we weren't going to be in the same league. And so we kind of penciled that in. If we're not together, we'll play week one. And then we're going to go out to Ratliff Stadium and play the Mojo on week two. Uh, you know, we played them last year here. And, and we wanted to, you know, take our kids out there and experience that. And, and so that was that was exciting to get that one locked in. And then we ha- uh, had um, Leander Vandergriff or Austin Vandergriff um, week three. We're actually going to play them at UMHB, play a neutral game there. And Coach uh, Drew Sanders, and, and we had that one locked. And then the, the big question was, are you in a seven or eight team league? And so we had a good feeling we were going to be in a seven. So we started looking at, you know, I was trying to find other schools that I thought were going to be in a seven. I felt like that that Rockwall, Rockwall Heath, Tyler Legacy, Roy City District would be a seven, and uh, so went ahead and, and, and got some kind of penciled in with Rockwall Heath, and, and it worked out. They were in a seven, we're in a seven, and uh, we're able to lock those four in. You know, I think the stuff you saw on social media are those teams that you know got put in a five, you know, in the in the lower classifications got, you know, like a La Vega or a Connolly that got put in a five team district, or you know, somebody that wasn't expecting to be in a seven got thrown in a seven. And, you know, so that was some you know, unexpected because if you get in seven, you got to find a fourth non-district game. If you're in the five, you got to find six non-district games, and so that's where it gets tough. But uh, you know, we were fortunate and lucky to have ours kind of locked, and it all worked out. How about that Heath program? You've known that program because obviously uh, the the previous coach had Central Texas ties, but uh, that that's interesting. They've had the coaching change now uh, with the uh, with the retirement, but that. I mean that is a uh, that's a high flying deal there, and it's a, it's an interesting yeah. with Rockwall and Rockwall Heath, those two programs. Heath has exploded out there. You you've seen and heard about the growth, but I mean they have. Uh, you talk about you know just so they'll throw it around. Of course they've got uh, a quarterback who's already committed and everything. I, I would imagine that's going to be a great challenge, you know, heading into even though you're a uh, probably a bigger school than Heath. 
I'm just thinking about the, the, the classification or the amount of students. I, I would imagine that'll be a really fun challenge as you as you prepare to start district. Yeah, you know, that'll be a tough one. You know, uh, Coach Spradlin did a great job going in there. You know, he was formerly at Temple and, uh, and has some ties to, to Coach Browse, uh, you know, when he was at Baylor. And, and we know a lot of the same people. And, and Randy Clements, who's the O-line coach at North Texas now, was at – they were all at U of H together. And so we've we've got a lot of – you know, common people that we know and that, that we're friends with. And, 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 and Coach Harrell, you know, is a Stephenville guy and went to U of H and, and got in with Sprad there and, and Coach Clem and all those guys. So I've known John for a while and was glad to see him get that job. And, you know, I'm really good friends with Russ Reeves, who's the athletic director at Rockwall ISD. And so, you know, there was some, a lot of, you know, we know each other well, like you said, and, and, you know, we're looking forward to it being a really good game for the next two years. And, you know, it's a growing area, very, very uh, good mix of kids, very similar to us. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're doing a great job up there, and we'll we'll have our hands full definitely that week. All right. And then off season, you know, you because of when you were hired, you know, it, it, it uh, you had to kind of hit the ground running. You get a full look at this off season, and, and as you start to kind of look at the team and, Boy, Junior Thornton's name is one that always comes up. Uh, I know Dominique Hill uh, coming back is going to be uh, uh, give you a, a great option there running the football. But um, what um, what what do you as you kind of uh, have have started participating in in this off season and, and getting ready for uh, spring football and all that kind of thing? What do you what will having this do you, do you feel just more on top of things a little bit than, than you did uh, having to? having to come in there and, 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 and kind of jump on the uh, treadmill immediately? Yeah, you know, um, I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I think just having an off season and, and you know, we're absolutely, uh, you know, feel a lot better about where we're at uh, than coming, you know, coming here in June. And, and, you know, there's so many things that we wanted to change or fix and, and just weren't didn't have time to do it. We had to get the scheme implemented. And the next thing you know, it's time to go. And so, you know, having an off season and, and, you know, building those genuine relationships with these kids and, and this community and these parents and, and getting to know each other and, you know, putting our standard and our expectations out there. The kids are, they're doing everything we're asking them to do. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're midway kids. Midway kids have always been really, really good kids and, and they're going to buy in and, and work extremely hard and uh, they're doing everything we're asking them to do, like I said, and, and we're just excited, you know, not only, to get bigger, faster, and stronger in the offseason, but watch them grow as a team, watch them grow as young men, and, you know, hopefully put a lot better product on the field this next season. Well, I, I, there's no doubt. I think you all are going to get back. Like you say, there's a standard there, and you're going to return it to it uh, quickly. I had a question. This NIL thing has become such a story. I, when you talk to your coaching buddies and everything in high school, I, I, Mac Rhodes the other day at Baylor said that people truly are now buying players. You know, this used to be something people got accused of and they shut down college programs for, and and now it's legalized. Is it, when you talk to some of your friends who, uh, you know, maybe have players that are that four- or five-star uh, level, it, it, has it in some ways already kind of turned into the Wild West? Because I'm, I'm not exactly sure this is what college, this is what the NCAA meant when they wanted NILs. That, that, that it suddenly it would have this huge an impact on recruiting. What are you hearing and, and seeing uh, on the recruiting trail? Well, it's, you know, I, you know, I personally, uh, you know, 
I don't think it's good for, for college football. I don't think it's good for high school recruiting. I don't think it's good for, you know, a lot of things. But at the same time, I'm not that kid getting paid 100000 or $250,000 a year. I'm sure if I was one of those four or five-star kids coming out and they were paying me that kind of money, I'd think it was a real good deal. Uh, but you know, the, the, the thing that, the thing, you know, you've already seen it kind of take a, take a hit on high school recruiting. Uh, you know, if I'm a power five coach and I can go get a power five kid that's already, you know, been through two off seasons or been through an off season and is 21, 22 years old compared to 18 years old, I'm going to go get that kid that's, that's already proven, uh, you know, and I'm not going to mess with that 17 or 18 year old high school kid that still needs to develop. And so, you know, I think that hurts uh, from that standpoint. And then I think it also, you got to keep in mind, you know, those mid-major schools. I mean, they're paying some of these kids, Matt, more than some of the coaches on staff are making. And and, and I just think that it's it's sending a, a terrible message. And I think it's sending a, you know, a, a bad image for, for college football. And, uh, you know, you, you said it best, it's the Wild West. And I don't really know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, they're going to have to do something. Because it's 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 going to get out of control, and and you know the old adage, the rich get richer, and, and that's how it's going to be, and it's going, you know, and there's there's still a lot of guys at the college level and a lot of programs, and you know, using Baylor as a prime example, you know, with with Mac Rhodes leading that athletic program, they're going to do things the right way, and they're going to do right by kids and 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 people, and and you know, they they they're going to get behind the eight ball if 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 this continues, and it's just it's just one of those deals, and. You know, I don't like it at all, and I know most of the people that are involved, you know, don't like it either. So hopefully they can they can get a wrap on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. You say it's it's one we could look at it a lot of different ways. To the kid who could get a six figure deal, it's like you 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 feel good for the people, but but then it's like anything in life. There's going to be inequity uh, that's built into it, and uh, it's a it's a crazy thing to to watch and see how all this is playing out. But, uh, well, listen, I, I just wanted to catch up with you, and um, I, I, I love looking at these schedules and thinking about, okay, what's going to happen on this weekend and who are they playing here? And so um, it's like you say, y'all, you you stepped into the frying pan. I mean, that is that was a monster. So, you know, this this is really going to allow you to, to – it's just a, there, there's a lot more fairness involved. So, anyway, uh, excited for you, and uh, – Hope that you continue to have a really good off season. Well, I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for having us on, and uh, thank you for covering the Midway Panthers. Yeah, yeah, we we enjoy doing that, and uh, Midway has uh, been important to us over the years, and uh, appreciate everybody, Brad, the whole gang out there at Midway. All right, uh, there he goes, Coach Shane Anderson, uh, Midway Football, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas.